Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Osiris. people are waiting people might be waiting for us because we're late but but we're always on time right somewhere our time yeah start exactly when we're meant to in the central time zone we're early so (laughs) there you go you know it's one way to look at it did you live near the central time zone megan growing up or were you you were still pretty eastern i don't know i grew up in michigan where's that I grew up in Grand well, Rapids, Michigan. Like, remember, I definitely couldn't tell you. Remember when there was like a part <laughs> of Michigan that was central, the further west? There was? I mean, I Indiana, was pretty I west. They, I think they changed it. Or maybe that was half of Indiana. There was part of either Michigan or Indiana that was like in the central time zone, and then they changed it back to eastern. This is like classic it, like, me. I don't even know. Chicago uh, is the beginning of central. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I was like, like north of Chicago. Like there's Indiana, that little piece I of think Indiana. Indiana is definitely carved up and weird. You were east of Chicago. People mess you up every time. Wes. Or I was like just north of Chicago, kind of. I was in southwest Michigan. Do you need me to get yeah. out the hand? No, no, I know. But that's what I'm saying. Maybe at some point you were in the central time zone. It's very relevant. Um, we're back for 40 for 40. We haven't done this in a while, but we're gonna do it. Brian is not here today, so we will get a different kind of pop culture summary. But we're in 3.0, guys. How do you feel about that? I can't believe it. So happy when 2009 happened. I look back on it a little differently now, but I was very happy at the time. Oh man, I was so happy. Well, okay, so why wait, why did why why did why different? Well, perspective is is a motherfucker sometimes, you know, mm. like at the time mm. I was like, hey, we have fish and all fish, any fish is amazing. And now I'm like, well, we have fish and um, they've gotten better since then. That's my fair. Oh, I see. Yeah. Your perspective yeah. of of 09. OK, that's fair. Yeah. 
Well, but yeah, it doesn't take away how excited I was and how great it is that it happened. That's fair. I when I when I chose this show for this year, it just like then I went back and listened to it, and it was just like pure fun, you know, pure happiness. Yeah, even that's what I loved time, about the show. Even at the time, it's I think so I was fun. a little bit like I wanted more jams, you know, probably. But like, sure. Also, what an idiot, you know, just so happy that Fish was back also. I, both things can be true, though. Like yeah. this show. So I actually went back and looked and we're getting way ahead of ourselves here, probably. But yes. I went back and looked at uh, <laughs> you know, the week for Pog message board and looked at all the chatter about this show. And it was, you know. A lot of. It, it was a good show for the moment, like it was a, it's a good show as compared to what had come before that year. Um, and I think a lot of people were struggling with perspective and whether they even needed it. Um, and we can talk more about that though, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, without Brian here, we're going to, you know, what movies came out in 2009? No idea. Probably a bunch, but um, none, none, no movies. Nobody went to the theaters. Everybody was to go, trying to go on fish tour. <laughs> There you go. I remember remember getting the email, you know, that fish was coming back. I remember getting the email, being at work and just being so overjoyed with just the fact that we get to see, see music again, you know? And how about the video feeling with the painting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hampton. Like that really got me. You must have freaked out, Jonathan. You must have freaked out when it was Hampton. I was at work. I made loud noises. Um, yeah, I love that. I that's, that's awesome. <laughs> I freaked out. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah, it was it was a big deal. It was so exciting. It was a big deal. Huge. And that was, was 2008. But we we should still talk about it because you know. Yeah, yeah. But it yeah. was it was part of yeah. It's part of what got us to this summer. But Megan, what was going on in 2009? Anyway, for the band or for me? Yeah. Both. <laughs> Um, for the band, well, for me, I just had a baby in the, um, the year before. So Mia was one and it's actually kind of funny because I, when I heard the announcement, I was so excited. I was like, all right, I have a little baby. That's great. Cause when the shows come next year, I'll go to my first fish show in, in 10 years and I'll, you know, do all the things and I'll like be naughty and I'll like figure out a way to like leave my baby at home. And it'll be so exciting. It'll be like me being like touched with my roots. And then like, a month or so before the Jones Beach show that I saw, I found out I was pregnant with my second daughter, Gemma. And I was like, I won't be doing all the things. I will be going to fish sober. So that was my first sober fish show. Maybe my, maybe my only <laughs> sober fish show, <laughs> but um, definitely my first. Wow. Mm-hmm. There's still yeah, time. So. There's still time. Yeah. Yeah. So that fish show that I saw on June 4th, 2009, it was freezing cold rain. Like we got to the lot and it was like, I brought my husband to his first fish show and I was like, this is going to be great. You're going to love the lot. And the lot was great. It was nice out. And he loved it. He's like, he loves beer. He was like, this is fantastic. Like I like Teddy burritos. Like this is great. He had a great time. And then we walked into Jones beach and it turns out at this point, Jones beach was still like operating under like state park laws and they weren't selling alcohol in the venue and it was like the record screeched to a halt yeah. and he was like what there's no yeah, alcohol 2013 here? when i was there that was still the rule so that good. was it really that, that late 
Wow. The Rain is like notorious. Every There's no story about that show without talking about The Rain. When did it, it start raining? Though? Was Had the music started? Was it during first I set? Think, I think it was like when the music started. I don't remember exactly, but it was definitely like it, the temperature dropped by like 25 degrees. and Because it, it was early June, right on the water, and it just got freezing. And it had been really warm that day. Not like hot, but warm. And I had to go to the merch stand and buy a sweatshirt. You know, Jonathan's getting like sober by the minute. It's, you know, freezing rain. He's like, what? I was like standing under where like the spinners were so I wouldn't get as wet. And I was pregnant. I was like, this is, Trey played Time Turns Elastic. Like it was just all the things happening. But Can yeah, it was a- term, perfect storm? It was a perfect storm. Yeah. <laughs> How many fishes yeah, has he seen since? He has probably seen three or four. He seems to always have a rain thing. He saw the Petrichor New Year's Eve too. But there was plenty of beer. So it was fine. Yeah. That was a great New Year's Eve. I'm still like, I don't know. Yeah, it was fun. Okay. So, okay. So what happened with the band, Meg? Okay. So Meg's (laughs) Corner. Um, A lot happens this year. Fish is going to play 52 shows this year, which seems just crazy. Crazy. That's a lot for your first year back. Like, They went into the deep end right away. Um, in the beginning of the year, Fishman plays with Jazz Medellin Projects, two shows up in Maine and Vermont. And then, of course, we've got the reunion shows in Hampton. And then there's a bunch of other sit-ins where the bands are playing with people like, like Trey and Paige play with Allman Brothers Band. And they all play with a lot of different people. Um, Trey's going to play with the Baltimore Orchestra in May. And unfortunately, Trey's sister had passed away that year. So um, Water in the Sky is going to be played in memory to his sister, Christy, who passed away after a battle with cancer and dedicated to his nephew. And then they're going to start Fish Summer Tour. So they're going to start off at Fenway at the end of May, then go to the shows at Jones Beach I was just talking about. And um, they're going to have a fun the day off at City Winery. Mike, on his birthday, is going to play a show with Kreitzman and Murkowski. Um which would have been just like it was unannounced, I guess. That would have been really fun. fun. Yeah, right? Pop into. Then they have a big tour. They play Bonnaroo, which is kind of a big deal because I bet that was a lot of people's first time seeing fish. Like a lot of people, that's probably their first show. Um, and then they're going to go all over. They're going to the Midwest. They're going to play Red Rocks, the Gorge, go back through the Midwest, and they're going to end its back. And um, Gordon has a tour in the East Coast, the Midwest in the fall. And then Trey's going to perform with the New York Philharmonic at Carnegie Hall. And um, this was a benefit for Christy as well. And then they released two albums. They released the 12th studio album, Joy. And then they're also going to release Party Time, which was both, those are both recorded with Steve Lillywhite. And then they're going to have Festival 8. So they'll be in Indio, California, covering Exile on Main Street. This is probably my most wished I had seen Halloween cover set. RJ, is it yours? Yep, definitely. Yeah. I've only seen two Halloweens and they were neither. I would say that if you were to rank them, I'm not going to say which ones they were. They would be in oh, the, the bottom. They would be in the bottom three. Oh, that's a bummer. Rough. Jonathan, how um, many have you seen? <laughs> I think I've only seen a two, but like, I'm free to go to them now, whereas RJ still has many years of little children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's true. So, yeah. So that, but that's why I didn't see them for so many years, including Festival 8. I didn't see that one because I had a son born in 2008, although he didn't care about Halloween. My other kids did. Yeah. Uh, 
when Festate came around. Um, I, yeah, I just want to tag on a couple little notes about that year. So, uh, you know, we got the Joy debut at um, Camden, which Trey's sister, it's a beautiful song. Um, yeah. We had uh, Hampton was amazing. Nobody needs to hear me tell Hampton stories, really. Great. But it, it was awesome. So many friends came back. So many friends came with. So many friends were like, you know, oh, we've been friends talking about fish on the internet, and now we're in real life. Weird. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, and uh, and that was great, and just so many good times. And that was the the thing I carry the most about this whole year is that we were back doing this thing that yeah we loved so much. I had actually been kind of taking up driving around to see other bands, much smaller bands and not really jam bands. Um, that's kind of the, where I was headed when fish decided to come back. And, uh, then I started doing both. Yeah, exactly. Just complicated everything. <laughs> yeah. Could so I, then they have a fall tour and then they end the year yeah. in Miami, New Year's Eve run. Wild. RJ, you saw a lot of fish this year though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to just say I, the, my favorite show that I saw that year is not the show we're talking about today, but I thought this show was was better um, to talk about for various reasons, which we'll discuss. But yeah, I saw a lot of shows. I, I went to the Hampton shows, and then this is like the period when I was uh, married, and my wife worked at a law firm, which mean, means we had like lots of disposable income, but she was also always busy, and we didn't have kids <laughs> yet, so didn't we were just like, yet. I kind of could just like do what I wanted, Within but it also was just the kind of beginning of our like real professional life um you know moving we were lived in boston at the time but um so i walked to fenway the show at fenway we went to wow. um great woods darien uh, hartford spac and then the two albany shows in maine in the fall that last the second albany show eleven twenty eight, which everyone knows is just i probably talked about it on the show i mean I have that they're like there was a point during the seven below jam in the second set when I was like this is like they can still do it and I think I'd seen a lot of good shows before that but like that was just it was so big and triumphant and it was like that that's a moment I'll I'll never forget but I wanted to I wanted to talk about this show in particular and I is it can we talk about that or do we have other comments to get to preface and uh okay. and I want to tell talk about albums like I want to yeah. do that one little segment of Brian's yeah. corner but I want to awesome. kind of follow up to what you just said um okay. yeah which is that uh, on our fish message board we had a thread that was started right at the beginning it started during the Hampton run and it was like Fish is back. And it was somebody saying this particular element of performance on this night means that fish, the fish that we knew, the fish that we love is back. And of course, it was pretty rapidly greeted over and over again with, meh, are they though? I mean, it's great. But is this, does this jam really mean that the old fish is back? And, and it was, it's been interesting over the years. We've it, the thread went on for years, still going on, but nowadays it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, why do we even have this anymore? We know they're back. Uh, but for a number of years and including that, but 
back to 2009, that, that Albany show is one of those moments where people were like, yes, this right here, this proves it. This show that we're going to talk about today, that's one of those. It's one of those shows where people are like, ah, fish got, we got narrations and we got crazy yeah. antics and this is, this fish is back. And, uh, and it's, it's interesting that it's take, it took really a number of years to get a consensus in that thread. Uh, and mm. it's because there's so many different elements of fish that had to come back, I think, for everybody to really feel like they they were. Um, but it was a road. It was a road they had to travel down, right? Um, there's a song in that somewhere. <laughs> um, they, <laughs> I had to say also just just I want to just mention that if you've never been to this particular venue um, in Hartford, we're talking about eight fourteen oh nine. It's so weird, but it's like so fun to see fish in Hartford. Like it's like really not a nice neighborhood. You're like hanging out in like weird parking lots under the highway, but like it's one of those Northeast destinations where it like people are just. I just remember people being just like so happy having a blast in the parking lot. It was a Friday afternoon, and you know we were like sitting and you know under a highway in Connecticut in like a not very nice part of Hartford, and it was just bliss. You know, uh, <laughs> that's like the best thing about fish lot. Sometimes you can be in the worst place and you're like, why is this the happiest I've ever been? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's exactly. just so yeah. weird. You're like, this is a disgusting place, but I'm having they the most there, fun. And they played there as recently as last year, um, that Hartford show um, last summer with a oh, it was super huge, hot, right? huge wave of hope. Yeah. Wave of hope. yeah. Um, but I just... This this whole show and and you know I think we can get into some of the specifics but um Jonathan yeah I I mean this is it was so fun you know it was I feel like that like the Fenway show that I went to was like fine you know the Hampton shows were more about like just being there with friends and I think after a while I was like wait why am I going to so many shows I'm not sure this music is like like every show I heard down with disease and it was like 12 yeah. minutes and nothing Second really happened there. I was like, what am I, why am I going to all these concerts? But, um, this, this show has some good jams and some, uh, some really interesting moments, but I, th I just thought this show really represented 2009 from the, from the opener opening with punch you in the eye, like a, just a nice statement, you know? And I remember like just being there with, with my wife and my, and my wife's sister and a bunch of friends. And actually I think my wife's sister and her friend ended up laying down and rolling around on the lawn a bunch um but different <laughs> different story um but like the punching the eye acd sweet bag opener combo you know it's like we're back we're back in summer tour we're outdoors it's it's a friday in august it was just a really wonderful uh wonderful show but should we get into it or is there any other context setting i was gonna you know give us like some 2009 albums setting yes you know, please do, do it quick. Um, but I, I have a long list that I'm not going to read. I'm going to skim and just give you a couple items um, of, I think, of interest. Uh, 2009, uh, as usual, lots of great records, lots of uh, records also, because um, those are two different columns. And so here's just a few that jump out to me. And if I neglect your favorite, it's uh, that just happens. It's nothing personal, probably. Uh, Animal Collective's Meriwether Post Pavilion came out that year. And I just want to say of that album, it's good. It's weird. It made me seasick the first time I heard it, um, which I think is great. Uh, the Bon Iver follow-up Blood Bank also came out. Uh, Love that. People who like Umphreys McGee want to know that Mantis came out. 
um, if you if that's a thing that you're into. Um, just kind of quick. I'm, I'm skipping Hoobastank. Sorry, everybody. I just wanted to say the word Hoobastank out loud. Um, M. Ward's Hold Time came out in February of that year. Great little record. If you don't know M. Ward, you should. Um, and yeah, I don't know. There's some good stuff um, here. And I'm not seeing it all. Popular songs. I love that yeah, album. Yeah. Well, mm. I'm going chronological. Sorry, you just jumped mm. ahead. No, that's fine. I just jumped ahead. Good, Sorry, it's a good mention. Definitely get that. I won't. In there. I won't intrude again. No, no. You can feel free if I if I if save I get to the, the bonus app. Guys, I'll save it out. for the bonus. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Um, Megaphones, uh, Gather, Form, and Fly came out that year. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, Woods, Songs of Shame came out that year. Um, uh, big fan of them. I'm really excited to see them uh, next week. I think they have a new album. Just came out today. Woods, if you like them. If you don't, you should. Akron Family, Set Them Wild, Set Them Free. Um, Green Day had a record. Do people do people still like Green Day at, by 2009? I don't really know. Um, I mean, Iggy maybe. Pop had a record. Probably. Uh, the Preliminaires. Interesting. Grizzly Bears, Vectimist, uh, Vecatimist. I, I know I dropped a syllable there. Uh, Brian would have wanted that one mentioned, I think. So I'm glad I got that in there. Um, and I'm kind of bored looking at this. So I'm going to stop uh, other than to say Dinosaur Jr.'s Farm came out in 2009. And that that album's awesome because it's Dinosaur Jr. And they're, they're well, Jonathan, if you don't mind, I just want to say we will be talking about hey. 2009 albums on our bonus episode. And I hope that we find something to talk about because I do think that this was like that 2004, 2003, like there was a, there was a 2003 to 2008 period or something that was like just so big for indie rock in particular. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, Wilco's Wilco came out in 2009. I mean, we've definitely had some stuff that, you know, we'll be touching on during the, uh, the bonus episode. I think, if people but, but have we but have we passed the, the indie rock peak at this point uh first indie rock one, first peaks wave. are bullshit they're not real they're not real <laughs> it's well, just like it's just like coming up and saying you know it's december 15th and i i don't know i don't think it's a really good out a good year for albums and then brian because it's brian would be like well my my list of favorite albums is 65 albums long exactly because <laughs> if you're not hearing good music coming out that year you're not looking hard enough. There's Has anyone actually it. verified that Brian's lists? What, what if they're all fake albums? Oh no, they're real. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I can. They're testify. definitely real. Yeah. As long as someone, as long as someone is checking. Okay. All right. That's a good point <laughs> to to point out that you can support Osiris by supporting Osiris Premium. It's five bucks a month. You can hear us talk about stuff as scintillating as our favorite albums from 2009 and beyond. Um, you go to osirispod.com slash premium. You can check it out, but, um, okay, guys, let's talk about this first set, please. Should we do it? Let's um, do it. I mean, I, first of all, I, I had forgotten this, this, uh, Mike song they played in the middle of the first set until it came up and I was like, Oh, what the hell was this? Um, but, but first they <laughs> opened, as I mentioned with punch you in the eye, ACDC bag and I see you Colonel Forbin. Fly, fly famous mockingbird birds of a feather lawn boy stash i didn't know middle of the road character zero um there was a lot a lot happened but i i just felt like the punch in the ac dc bag opener 
and a pretty strong Forbin's Mockingbird, I think, was definitely rehearsed and 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 re revived. Um, and I think there's some other stuff later. I think the Birds of a Feather jam has has a nice kind of jam in it, but a lot of songs and but I think like pretty high energy. I'm I'm curious what you guys think because I was there, so I'm I'm biased. Yeah, I feel like it sounded really good. I think that the ACDC bag, Trey had some really nice phrasing, some solid playing. And Colonel Forbes was really good. I mean, they hadn't played it since 2000, so 96 shows. You know, they hadn't played it at all in 2.0. And Trey sounds good during Mockingbird. He sounds rehearsed. Like, his tone, like, if you listen to it with 2023 ears, it's like, you know, it's just not like it is now. It's just so rich now. But, um, but yeah, I think the jam, like, during Birds of a Feather is, like, Paige is doing some really nice work. Trey's, it sounds mostly like, it was funny. I haven't listened to a ton of 2009 until this week because it's just not a year that I go back to a lot. And I was kind of removed from the scene then. And listening to it, it was so interesting because I felt like a lot of the jams, they seem like they're kind of searching for each other. Like it seems like it's kind of like Trey soloing and they're searching to find something to latch onto. And I feel like in moments in this show and some of the other shows, like you were talking about 1128, 731, there's some moments when they kind of like, almost breathe a little bit and you can hear them start to like talk to each other a little more. And it's, it's exciting. And I think that happens a little bit in the second set, but I think that this, this whole show has a little bit more breath and space to it because it seems like they are having fun and they sound a little bit more relaxed. And I think that when they come out with, I didn't know, I mean, this is a really great vacuum solo from Fishman. Like it's really, really good. And like these don't seem like, <laughs> these don't seem like they happen in the first set a lot. And I started, I went down like a rabbit hole about the stats on that, but it's, it's not that common. And, you know, if you're going to play a mic song, like a, like, what is this song called? The middle of the road. Middle of the road. Yeah. If you're going to play a middle of the road song, it's fine to do it like right after a fishman solo and then close the set with chalk dust. So I think it's like good placement has some good energy to it. Like, yeah. So I thought this set was good. It's really fun. I feel like there should be like a like a soundbite for our podcast that just says is just that line that you just said. That was a just a really great vacuum solo from Fishman. I feel like that would just kind of summarize <laughs> the the helping from the podcast in a way that for people to <laughs> the ridiculousness what the show's of it. all about. <laughs> so just I, a I, great. I, I don't think you need to add from Fishman. I think just that was a really good vacuum solo. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Know who did it? This should be part of our promo, Jonathan. That's what true. did you think? Well, I so I agree. The energy is high. So one of the things you know, I was talking about that uh, how when Fish is back, and it took a bunch of different kinds of shows and different kinds of high moments through the first few years, really, for a kind of consensus on that. And this show is one of those kinds of shows. So there are. Certain, you know, there's more than what I'll list here, but you know, there's certain kinds of shows, uh, uh, like particularly in the first five, six years of 3.0, there's big jam shows, there's the something fest, usually tweezer fest, but it could be something else, right? Uh, something fest shows, there's the uh gimmick shows, like uh, like they started doing it mm-hmm. in Dicks in their first few Dicks years, um, and then there's then there's the like the show where they play the songs you really want and not necessarily the stat patter kind of sh- songs, but like this is, this show has the good stuff. Um, yeah. Bag opener is good stuff. 
um oh no sorry it's punch opener is good stuff but bag and is is right there with it is just stuff you really want to see forbin mockingbird great there's always somebody and i'll be the guy today oh no narration in forbin mockingbird <laughs> yeah uh but yeah. it was you know this is the beginning of 3.0 the fact that they're even that take what you can get a big deal yeah. right and yeah. we'll make up for it later um it's uh I, I will take this moment to acknowledge that Mockingbird is not nailed. It's it's not, but it's fine. It's pretty good, it's though. Enjoyable. It's pretty good. It yeah. sounds like Trey's working on it. <laughs> yeah. Like he worked on it, you know, and he does a pretty good job. It's not an easy song. No, um, but, but it's practiced. It's practiced. Yeah. And more practice won't hurt. Uh, it, it was fine. I enjoyed it. Birds of a feather does kind of, kind of gets there a little bit. Um, I, I like what the uh, fish.net uh, note for the jam is that it, it mostly stays in bounds. And I think that's pretty accurate. <laughs> right? Like it, it kind of leans against the line, you know, doesn't really quite go over. I think the stash is, I think it's interesting that this stash in 2009 is longer than the ones they played this year, this summer. Um, what about the stash, Jonathan? It's more inbound. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's fine. Uh, yeah. I think it's fine. I do. I think the birds of a feather is probably like the part of the set where it really, they, they kind of start to, the high energy really congeals on that jam. And if you yeah. listen to a lot of fish shows, like it's a part where you're like, oh, this is interesting, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. But I, I want to say it was I, middle I, of the I, road without, you know, making a pun. <laughs> I, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I'll yield the floor after I say this uh, middle of the road sound song isn't terrible. It's kind of sounds a little Almond mm. Brothers-y, um, but it that mm, really came and went, didn't it? Like, I think it's played twice this tour. Yeah, it's from Mike's 2002 album. I'm sure Mike's playing it out there in his own band, but, um, or if he isn't, he should be. uh, But uh, yeah, and gone. Uh, But yeah, solid. I think a solid first set. It's it's one of the better ones from the summer, I think. Uh, Just mostly based off memory. Especially first set. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I saw a fair number of shows that year. Not quite as many as RJ. It is one of the shows, the years I saw nearly the most shows. I can't keep track because I don't want to. But um, yeah, good start. <clears throat> so I think this second set really is like, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's really, really fun. Um, goes right to that fun show with the songs you want to see kind of yeah. thing that I'm talking about. This is a great set. Yeah. It's a great set. Um, so they open with Down with Disease into Wilson, into Slave, Piper, into Water in the Sky, Ghost, into Psycho Killer, into Catapult, into Iculus, into You Enjoy Myself, Encore, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. This is just, man, that was so fun. But um, Megan, oh it had probably been a while since you had listened to this set um what did what were your what were your thoughts 
yeah, I was just blown away by how fun was it. Fun it was. Like I felt the down with disease right away. The jam like opens up. There's like a lot of like reverby feeling. Pages laying down great textures. It gets super rhythmic. They just sound like they're talking to each other. It gets really effortless and interesting. Page goes to the piano. It's beautiful. I felt like he really stood out in this set. There was so much beautiful piano work in this set. And I was like loving where Down With Disease was when they started Play Wilson. I was like, okay, because I just wanted them to keep on jamming. So great, but it's Wilson, so it's good. But the moments that really stood out to me, I love this Piper. It's beautiful. It's amazing, gorgeous, exploratory. I love where it lands. It's really cool. It lands beautifully and then kind of like almost like decomposes into water in the sky. And I just absolutely love that. I think that's such a great landing, like perfect set list placement. And then this ghost is awesome. It's like confident rock and roll jam. Trey's like shredding. And I really want to hear a ghost and a psycho killer now. Like this is this is a <laughs> sick combination. Like how fun is this? Like they just sound like they're having the best time. And I'm super into this Plinko thing. Like, do you think they found this during like sound check and then decided that they were going to play it? Because it becomes this theme throughout the rest of the set. And even the Iculus is about this. Like it's about Pog, right? It's about the video game. And like they just Pong. sound like they're having so much fun. Pong? Pog? Pong? Pong. P-O-N-G. It's uh, the first video game. <laughs> I actually thought he said Pog. That's so funny. Um, I know a lot about Pog's video games. Can else. you tell? Yeah. Can you tell? <laughs> but I think it's awesome. And it's like, then you hear them surely like really loosen up and Trey's talking about having like a dance contest and has like fish come up and did, did fish dance? Like what happened RJ during this? Do you remember um, well, seeing this part? I was, I was hoping you would ask. I just want to say first that I've seen two, <laughs> two out of four of the psycho killers that have ever been played. So I'm, I'm, you know, okay, well, good. I'm just going to see more shows with you then. Yeah. Which is, you know, maybe. Okay. Um, okay. <clears throat> I just want to show you guys this real quick. We're going to do a little multimedia exploration here. Oh God, this so, is exciting. So this is, really? This is Trey at the beginning of this. Oh my God. So during the whole like Plinko thing, he's what doing is this he for doing? like, Several he's trying to dance to it. He's trying to dance. He looks so weird. <laughs> they're just they're just having so much fun. Um sorry, I just want oh to Oh my god, that's amazing. Um, it was awesome. Everyone was going nuts and everyone was and you're right, the the Piper was really great. Um the 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 down disease, it's worth mentioning there was this, you know, Reba, I think yeah, it's, it's straight up Reba. Just, they call it Reba Light. Yeah. Um, it's all just, it's really great. Um, so this, but I, but I mean, we have to talk about the narration, but I do think the down with disease jam, you know, the Wilson slave is kind of a strange mid set placement, but with the down with disease and the Piper, you get like a lot of pretty good, I think pretty good improv. Although I think they were still trying to figure mm -hmm. it out. Yeah. Can I, before we get into the narration, yeah. can I talk yeah. about the stuff that comes before? Um, yeah. the, uh, so, I mean, you guys kind of cover it with Down With Disease. I feel like they're, it's interesting that they find Reba and stay there. Um, that's a, that's the kind of move that they really, I don't feel would have done in later 1.0, mm. unless they were going to just go ahead and like mess with us and just play the end of Reba, um, which I don't think they were going to do there. Um, Trey slamming into Wilson is, is fine. 
I don't think it's a great Wilson. I feel it's a little rushed and sloppy and he's just having fun with it. Cool. Slave makes up for it. I think Slave is fine and pretty. Um, Piper. Fine and pretty. It's fine and pretty. Um, Piper, like... I, I, I am not going to complain about the intros to Piper now, now that I've been reminded of what they were like in 2009. This is the hardest, fastest <laughs> start to a Piper that I, I've heard, that I've listened to in a long time. And it is jarring, and I do not like it. The jam? Cool. Not super long, but cool. Water in the sky? Cool. I think this ghost, so summer of uh, 2009 ghosts are not great, um, just as a rule. They're not great. They're f- sometimes fine. This is one of the, probably the best that I can remember. And based on some of my reading of like my thoughts and notes from that time frame, I think this is one of the better ones. It's just okay. It kind of goes though. And I'm talking about the song. Like they don't really, the song part doesn't really kind of click right, but they kind of get somewhere. And then they get into this psycho killer. And RJ, you've seen two of four, right? So this was the first one since what, 97. Um, mm-hmm. And it is unlike that one, which is commonly referred to as a funk jam or whatever. This one is all rock with a nice dose of slop. It's fun as hell. And I would say, unlike Mockingbird, which felt like Trey had practiced, this they did not practice. They found their way into it, winged it, and uh, and that's fine. Which makes it sound fun. Yeah, like sometimes that's okay. Yeah, And then it breaks down into this, that weird Plinko uh, ping-pongy jam and uh and we get the weird dance and we get catapults and then catapults like yes this is so perfect this is perfect and, yeah and this and and you perfect. know what follows this is what i'm talking about this is the kind of thing like it looks good on paper it's it's nearly as good to listen to as it is on paper it's great on paper it's good when you listen to it and uh and it is among the you know top shelf for the year I mean, I would have died if I was at this show because I've never heard Psycho Killer (laughs) or Catapult or Aculus. Like, this literally would have been like, my head would have exploded. I have friends who showed up. Instead, I got time turns elastic. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I I got it. I got that too. I had friends who showed up at Meriwether right after this and they were like, freaked out. Like, that was crazy. Yeah, like, that was weird. (laughs) Like, oh, cool, cool. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, so. The Iculus. So there is this really great, um, I don't know. I mean, I, at this point it sounds, it sounds very different because he talks about kids with their iPhones and their DVDs, but, um, <laughs> so old your DVD things, your DVD yeah. things <laughs> and your auto tune music. I know. I heard so, that. I was died. Wow. Trey. Trey's going to, wow. he wouldn't say that now. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope, Trey's a different different guy now in 2023. Yep. But the 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 Are whole thing was just I remember watching it from the you know, just it was just awesome to see him just talking nonsense and and them playing the first yes. Oculus since 99. And you know, they're 
it was all not, I mean, it's all nonsense, you know, but, um, I do think that like, you know, kids out there never pick up a book, you know, I was like, yeah, it's true. Um, but mostly, <laughs> mostly it was just nonsense, you know, um, which is ex- exactly what everyone wanted. Everyone just wanted some nonsense and it, it worked. Um, fish had been kind of musically playful in the year. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the gorge shows is, you know, rated really high amongst people I know and people who were seeing shows that year. Uh, I didn't go out West cause it's far away, but, um, did you know that guys? It's very far. Um, anyways, it, but this show really had Trey opening up the bag of tricks and the band getting loose and having so much fun. And I, and everybody else, you if you're not having fun when fish is having fun yeah why are you there yeah yeah i mean you get the you get the fishman you know thing in the first set and then you get catapult you can't even say it but yeah (laughs) but like that's where it should be like i would i would much rather have the vacuum in the first set than like you know the fourth quarter of the second set Mm -hmm. like that's don't you know what that's the the perfect place for it because then you're just having fun. You're not like thinking, Oh, this is taking up time when they could be in like doing something unbelievable. Yeah. But now they can, do, they jam at any time in 2023. It sets don't matter. I know, they, but it uh, still kind of does. You enjoy sometimes. myself in your so-called fourth quarter could go into a jam and then Fishman could wander out and play vacuum and it could go into great gig in the sky. And would you complain? Somebody I would. rarely complain yeah, at fish shows, and I, and I I'm would, just I would saying, that yeah, and I'm just saying, though, I like vac solos better in the first set. I think Any that's time. fine. Everyone has yeah. their I preferences. I say everyone, mm-hmm. had their, everyone has their preferences. So, okay, You Enjoy Myself closes the second set, as Jonathan mentioned. It did not go into Great Game in the Sky, but it was really fun. <laughs> um, what a way to end after, like, something like what we saw in that second set, which is just, again, just kind of like they were back and I think they knew they were just back and having fun. I, I'm sh- I think the first couple months of them being back was probably a little nerve wracking, at least, at least like a lot of pressure at, at some times it felt like that. Yeah, no, I mean, it will, cause it was, I think we all, we were all carrying a lot of expectations in the fish shows and it probably ruined a lot of people's time. I know mm-hmm. it dampened things for me for the first few years. Um, it was after the very first shows when we had no idea what fish was going to do. And then fish came back and we we're like, Oh, okay. Fish is going to try to be fish again. Like, just like they were perfect. That's what we want. And then uh, that nothing over 13 minutes in this show, you know, or whatever it is, uh, you start to, pile on expectations took me a little while to turn that off i think a lot of people had it a lot of people walked out of shows i don't think a lot of people walked out of this show thinking man that sucked i don't think that happened here but i think that people walked out of other shows or people who were at home listening to them on live fish because of course you could listen to every show pretty soon after um not quite as fast as you can today but pretty soon after and um you would uh People, people were looking for more and more, and here's a fish leveled up. 3.0 fish leveled up right here on this night. Um, even 
with a, a, a standard you enjoy myself. Everybody should remind themselves that a standard you enjoy myself is fucking rad. It's yeah, good. It's fun. Spirited. <laughs> yeah. And it's not a it's not a train wreck. It's, it's pretty normal. You enjoy myself. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Dig it. Megan, what are your what are your takeaways? You know, I think that 2009 Fish is I it was more fun than I thought it was going to be to listen to the show. I think I probably listened to the show in 2009 and I don't think I've ever listened to it since then. And I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. It was so fun. And it also just made me realize like these had to be the moments when the band really felt like they were doing it again and you can almost feel the pressure valve kind of get released and it just must have like occurred to them like when we have fun when we're relaxed that's when this is going to work again in a real way and you can really hear that in this night i'd like to add that i uh, speaking of going back to this i i agree i probably haven't been back to this since 2009 either but um i did reach out to my friend patrick who was uh Different to your friend Patrick RJ, but good guy. Um, he um, he was at this show also, and and I said, hey, we're gonna talk about this show tomorrow. And I was, you know, fishing for comments, and all he said was, oh man, what a show! I'll pull up that Iculus on YouTube whenever I need to pick me up. So, oh, that's um, awesome! Hell yeah! Yeah, I think that's red. Um, mm-hmm. So also shout out to Patrick. That's awesome. That's great. See, I think that's a good summary. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to, I guess we're going to continue on. I mean, we got to go to 2010 next. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. We're going to, I mean, if you guys want to just skip ahead to 2015, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to do the hard two years too. Yep. We've learned those conversations have been some of the best, like, you know, the most interesting in a way. I mean, we're coming we- up on my hiatus. All right. Well, we made it through 2004, so we can make it through anything. Exactly. You know, exactly. We made it through 2.0. We can survive 3.0. Early 3.0. Yeah. What do you think, Jonathan? Do you I'll be back that? in we'll about dra- four weeks. We'll drag you along. It's fine. <laughs> you're actually. What's What's great about it is I think you're on deck for 2010. <laughs> yeah. So you better better get back on the train, as they say. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I, I, well, I can tell you with absolute certainty that I have no idea what show we're doing next week. All right. See? Exciting. Isn't that exciting for our audience? Look at that. All right. We're going to be back (laughs) next week with a show that is to be determined, but that's the way we like to roll. Um, I think that's it. Hope everybody has a good weekend. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Megan. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media 
the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.